welcome, and I just appreciate you all inviting me. And you guys got a great person in Chris. He's got a heart for just being a mobilizer, and it's been awesome to get to know him. And just it's awesome just to be here today and just see, you know, as you guys talk about coming off a great week um, with Justin and just kind of the missional next steps. And so today um, I come representing Perspectives on the World Christian Movement. And we have a course that's getting ready to start in the spring of 2017, starting in January. And today, my goal is just to really just to give you guys a chance to experience it. You hear maybe some bits and pieces about it, or you're like, oh, what's this thing? I'm kind of nervous. And so today, we have all for all different learners, there's going to be time of talking. We're going to have a video to watch. And then we have some information for you guys to take home as well. And I'll be around here. So if there's questions along the way, please feel free to stop me. Um, my name's Brett Clemens. I'm born and raised here in the Kansas City area, and so I've lived my whole life here. And right now, I serve as the coordinator for the Casey North Perspectives class that's going to take place in the at Avant and Crossworld. So I know there's some Avant connection here in Crossworld. And so, but today I'm just going to give a brief introduction, and then we're going to actually let you guys experience the course by watching just a little snippet. It's about a 20-minute snippet of what a lesson looks like, because there is a lot of fears. There's a lot of barriers I think that you guys may have, and like, oh. 15 weeks. No one have I ever talked to has raised their hand and said, yeah, sure, I got a free 15 weeks. I can go for three hours every single Monday night or Tuesday night, whatever night the course is. So today we just want to just let you guys kind of have some little experience with what the course is. So perspectives, we address the unfinished task. And you guys are a very missionally minded church, but the command in Matthew 28, 19, go therefore make disciples, is talking about that church for every single people group. And in Revelation 7, 9, we see the result where one day every tribe, tongue, and nation will be before the throne and the earth is filled with God's glory. And what Perspectives addresses is that unfinished task, that period in between where we all have the command and we're working up to the results. And whenever I explain what Perspectives is, I use this picture here. Um, Anybody see what it is? Yell it out. Beach ball, exactly. So what we use this is I just say, hey, if this yellow sliver right here represents your current reality where the lord currently has you you may be a business professional medical professional stay-at-home mom retired couple there's you have a current reality where the lord is currently using you perspectives is about taking you beyond your current reality and into the passions of god and his heart for the nations and the way that we do that is go through a four different lenses four different perspectives there's a biblical historical a cultural and then a strategic simply stated We say perspectives is an invitation to be a part of what God is, what God has been, and what God will do in the world. And that invitation comes in your banners up here. Go, pray, send, welcome, or mobilize. So one of those five ways just to partner with God. But what I tell people is before you can do any of those five well, you've got to have God's heart and you have to have the transformation and it's learned. And so Perspectives is an educational course. It's a mobilization through education because if you don't have God's heart and God's passion for the nations, that compassion that you may have will fade one day. If you just picked up and you said, I'm going to go down to northeast Kansas City and I'm going to just start talking to Muslims and I'm just going to deliver food baskets to them or whatever, however you just feel led. If you don't have God's heart and you don't have the transformation of your head first, then that compassion one day will fade. But man, if we have God's heart, that's the thing that's going to endure through the end of time. And so that's what we say. Hey, perspectives come along, learn. And the goal of perspectives is not to make missionaries out of all believers. Rather, it's to have all believers be 
on mission with God. Dr. Ralph Winner is the founder of Perspectives. That's a course that's been around for 40 plus years. So it truly is to that be on mission with God. It's not a missions course for some. Um, you know, you guys understand what missions means, but sometimes when we talk to people, it has it's a baggage word. You're like, oh, I, I know someone that may have went cross-culturally. I know someone that picked up their whole family and left. But we say, hey, this is truly a discipleship course for everyone, wherever your current reality is. It's not about moving to a farther land. At the end of the course, it doesn't say, all right, you can either go through that door where you're going or you're going that where you're a sinner. You know, it's not that that distinct. It's really it's about moving closer to God and his heart for the nations and not here to make you a missionary. It truly is to discover your role in God's great plan. So wherever the Lord currently has you, we're going to this is just the history for all of those numbers. People out there, um, I guess I forgot the past nine years I spent at Hallmark Cards and finance. And so um, I've now transitioning. Um, but. So there are all these numbers people out there like me. This is just shows a graph. The number of classes, it is, it, it is a movement. It's not about just one class one time. There's about 40, uh, would, over the 40 plus years, about 250 classes annually in the United States represents about 9,000 students. And since its inception, it's been about a quarter of a million people that have taken the course. Um, geographically, you can just kind of see where it breaks down. Started in Pasadena, California, and then on the East Coast, the very first satellite campus was at Penn State University. And so, um, really, we're just going to sit here and watch. It's just a two-minute promotional video, and then I'll just come back up here. To Kathmandu, from Wall Street to Morocco, you felt the call to serve the nations yet have little idea how to live that out. You long to run with greater purpose, but wrestle with how to integrate church life with everyday life. How many never realize their fullness in the workplace? How many let the cry of the nations go unanswered? How many settle for less than their destiny? What is the world missing without you thriving in your purpose? The harvest is great, but workers are coming. It's time. Time to be awakened, realigned, transformed, ruined for the ordinary and ignited to God's purpose. Perspectives is a dynamic weekly course that empowers God's people to strategically partner with Him in accomplishing His timeless missional purpose around the globe. For over 40 years, Perspectives has had a far-reaching effect on believers, mission agencies, and churches with over 250,000 alumni. Today, that passion continues in your generation. This is the hour for the body of Christ to step into a strategic partnership to see God's glory among all peoples. Perspectives engages and equips believers through four main vantage points, biblical, historical, cultural, and strategic. You will experience 15 different instructors over a 15-week period, covering the content of articles written by over 150 scholars and practitioners from diverse backgrounds. In these divine moments, key men, women, and even entire generations have risked everything because they've caught a glimpse of God's promise fulfilled and have pressed forward to see it realized in their own day. Join us, not in making history, but fulfilling history. Visit Perspectives.org to join a class near you or online. So one of the words in there talked about being ignited for God's purpose and 
Chris just asked me if I would just share a little bit about my story. Um, this is my family here. Uh, my wife, Colette, we've been married for nine years since 2007. We've got a five-year-old daughter, Brylin, in the middle. And then Cora, uh, she's a litter. She's our um, person that's very spunky. You, know, you can just tell by the picture. She's got kind of honoriness about her. So she's three. And then our son, Brecken, he's one. And really... Um, my story is in 2014, um, I took the Perspectives course because of personal invitation. There, our missions pastor at the time was going through and they were looking at kind of relaunching what missions look like at our church. I go to Liberty Christian Fellowship in the Northland over kind of by Liberty High School. And um, so serving on the missions team, he wanted us to take perspective. So in 2014, I took the course. At the end of the course, I never had that really... Oh, this is what you're going to do. Um, it was great, but I didn't want it to be just a, a head knowledge, a transformation of the head, because it's very academic, and it can be, but I had such a passion for the heart and the hands. What were the next steps? And so we got back together for an alumni event in 2015 that we thought was just come together, and I thought it was just to have a potluck and hang out. Well, our missions pastor um, really took the time and said, hey, we just want to challenge you guys to say if we're going to continue what the lord's doing we need someone to step up and coordinate um, our missions the whole team that coordinated they were getting called to go to the field and so um, prayed about it and there were my wife and i just talked through it and decided that i would coordinate the class in 2016 so that's my first introduction with chris and had a chance to meet him and really just experience kind of the perspectives from a coordination side but i came home Every single night, you know, after working at Hallmark on a Monday, very long day, and then to go there and then say, this is awesome. I just saw just the work that the Lord was doing in and through the Perspectives course. And so I had sent an email to the regional director and said, hey, I would love to just come alongside and support you um, as you look for kind of some back office, regional administrator help, volunteer. But he wrote back an email and said, hey, I would love for you to think about maybe becoming a full-time mobilizer. And what do you think about taking the regional director position of perspectives for Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, and Iowa? And I said, well, let me see. What does it entail? And uh, he said, this is a full-time job. And so I thought, well, man, I've got three little ones at home. Um, what is this? And so we just just started praying for God, just show us the next step and we'll be faithfully obedient. And so, um, you know, our story, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you know, God's not going to call you to do something very radical. Maybe 20% of the people that take the course do go, but there's also 20 people that are mobilized, 20% that are mobilized to say, man, I can do more with my life. And not everyone is going to be a person that's going to go, you know, leave their job and do full-time mobilization. But it's really about the way that you currently are employed or currently your current reality and how the Lord can use you. And so that's kind of my story. We're in the process of transitioning now into the regional director role. I left Hallmark. August 31st was my last day, and it's just been awesome just to move along this process. And um, my wife and I, we are missionaries. We're at actually Avant. That's our mission sending agency. Kind of a weird thing, but just divine serendipity how that has worked out. But we are in the process of becoming the regional director for Perspectives. And so um, I just kind of shared a little bit about the journey and how we got to the point where we were. And of course, Avant at the end. And so. Um, we just now want to just give you just a course sample. And what this course sample really does is the first three minutes is just an introduction about the course. And then really the 20 minutes is just for you to experience it. The very first two nights of the class are free for anyone to come and try. So if you said, hey, even after this, I'm still a little hesitant. But the reason why we decided to come to Glenwood today is because Glenwood has an awesome opportunity for you guys to get a scholarship. 
and financial scholarships. So if you said, man, this is a, a burden, one barrier is just a cost, I want you guys to walk away from here and say, this is a great opportunity. And so we'll watch this and then we can come back up and I'll come back up and uh, just close this out. And if you have questions, write them down. I'll be stay around and love to talk to you about any of your fears, anything that you think that, man, I really want to know this. So. Welcome to Perspectives on the World Christian Movement. Today, we're going to embark upon an incredible journey that we're confident will turn your world upside down. Be prepared to be stretched and challenged by the material that has been written by over 150 leading mission scholars and practitioners from a variety of ethnic backgrounds and from geographical locations. Perspectives is a course about vision. It is a course about hope. It is a course about passion. We say vision because when you see the world through the lens of God's eternal perspective, he does reshape your vision. It is a course about hope because he will fulfill all of his eternal promises. And it is a course about passion because he will endue you with enormous strength and a zeal to fulfill everything he's called you to do. With over 250,000 alumni globally, Perspectives has been able to have a far-reaching impact on missions agencies, churches, and individuals. Missions agencies have been able to reshape their strategic focus. Churches have been able to see God move through their lives, and individuals have aligned themselves with the plan that God has for them. The course has 15 lessons, but it's broken down into four major sections. The biblical, the historical, the cultural and the strategic, each one seamlessly leading up to the next, beginning with the story of God at the beginning of history all the way up to present day. We're going to begin with the biblical section of the course, which has lessons one through five. In it, God makes an eternal promise to a special people, but he also entrusts them with the responsibility of letting his love and his blessings be known to all of the people on the earth. In the New Testament, Jesus commissions the church to go and make disciples of every tongue, every tribe and every people group. Now, because God is the promise keeper, he will fulfill his promise to bring worshipers to Christ but he doesn't stop there. You will find him not only dismantling evil, but ultimately he's going to destroy it. Will you join me as we start the biblical section of the perspectives course?
In the beginning, God spoke the world into existence, revealing his awesome power and glory. But when the first humans disobeyed God, a massive celestial battle was unleashed upon the earth. God formed a covenant people who would declare his promise and purpose throughout their generations, opposing evil and bringing God's blessings to all the earth. Jesus, the promised Messiah, paid the price in his blood to reconcile all humanity back to God. By the life-giving authority of the risen Christ, he commissioned his people to bring forth expressions of transforming blessing in every people, filling the earth with his glory. How are you guys doing? Uh, man, thanks so much for being here. Whether you're uh, watching this online or gathering together to watch this, this is more than a class. It's more than a Bible study. Uh, this material has been life-changing uh, for me personally and so many other people. And, and I think one of the reasons this class is, is so incredible is it doesn't answer every question there is uh, about the Christian life, but it answers the one question that I think is the most important, and that's about our life purpose. Some, some questions are more important than other questions. You know, we got, my wife and I, we have two kids. There are seven and four, and I don't know if you've been around kids that young uh, in a while, but the average kid that age asks 300 questions a day, okay? And I have two, so you do the math. Dad's doing a lot of Googling, right? My kids think that I'm the stupidest dad in the world because I'm always like, man, I, I have no idea, son, okay? I wrote down some of the questions my son just you know, from lunch asked me the other day. He goes, Dad, how do fish breathe underwater? What lake has the most fish? How many feet are there in a mile? How many miles per hour can people run? How much money is there in the world? What part of a pig is the bacon? How, much, how does a mirror reflect? How far away is the sun? I was just like, son, dude, what are you doing to me, you know? And I told him, I was like, kids ask 300 questions a day. He goes, really? Is that true? Do I do that? Have you been counting? I was like, bro, that's four more questions right there, you know? He's like, oh. But, you know, my son, he, uh, he became a Christian this year. I got to baptize him on Easter. It was awesome. And he said, you know, Dad, I know that if I died, I would go to heaven. And so why don't you baptize me and just hold me under and send me to heaven right now? <laughs> He's like, wouldn't I go to heaven if I died? Wouldn't it be better if I died? And I sat him down. Now, listen, as a parent, there's some questions you need to be ready for ahead of time. And I sat him down. And I said, listen, son, you know, it's true. You've trusted Jesus. You'd go to heaven after you died. But dad's going to bring you up out of the water. You need to stay alive on this planet as long as God allows you to. And he said, why? I said, because there are many, many other people who have not yet heard. And God wants to allow you and I to be a part of reaching up. He said, oh, good idea, dad. (laughs) And, you know, my son's question really isn't that different than the question I think a lot of us have. uh, A lot of human beings have. We wonder, why are we here on the planet? I I wish I would have taken a class like this or I wish I would have heard this message when I first became a Christian. Because I think I spent too much of my Christian life wondering, you know, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? Why am I here? Uh, The way Christians ask that question is we say, are we am I in God's will or out of God's will? You know, then my friend is like, are you in the center of God's will? I'm like, there's a center. You know, it really freaked me out even more. Uh, 
you know, but we wonder, God, why are we here on the planet? And listen, man, the world says, look within yourself. You know, look to what you're good at, what you like to do, what your ambitions are, what, you know, what your career goals are. But God says, man, look out. God says, look to what I'm doing. You know, in fact, there's a verse in Jeremiah 10, 23 that says, I know, O Lord, that a man's way is not in himself. It is not in man to direct his steps. We need something outside of ourselves. You know, just like a sailor, uh, you know, of the old, uh, the sailors used to use the stars to navigate, you know, across the oceans. We need something like that, a north star, uh, a true north to navigate by. And, and I don't know if you've ever been lost. Like when I was in high school, I literally got lost in like five, 600 acres of forest. You know, I got separated from my friends. And I remember I had a flashlight and, you know, I, I'm not that smart. So it took me a while to figure out a flashlight doesn't do you any good in 500 acres of forest. And so finally I did something uncomfortable. I turned the flashlight out. The problem with the flashlight is it's connected to me, Right. And so I turned the flashlight out and eventually I saw this orange glow in the distance and I knew that was our campfire because there's always like some pyro kid that throws gasoline on the campfire, right? So I was like, I know that's our campfire. And I was praying, man. I was like, Lord, I don't want to die single, man. Get me out of here, you know? And so I made my way to that fire. And when I got back, it's so funny. My friends, you know, he, he looks at me. He's like, why didn't you just use the stars? I was like, I don't know, Galileo, you know? <laughs> Can anybody do that? Yeah, but what he was saying, man, is right. We have lost our ability to look to the stars, to navigate the world. And Christians have lost their ability to look to God's word, to navigate their life. And really, that's all we're going to do uh, in the next few minutes. We're going to look and see that this is one story, that God has one passion. There, there is one theme and, and he is authoring, guys, one of the most beautiful stories in history, and he allows us to be a part of what he's doing. And I hope you never get over that. So we're going to look through over the next hour, uh, Genesis to Revelation, and just step back and say, God, we're not going to start with ourselves, but we want to start with you. God, what is the North Star that drives the context of what you're doing as college students, as grandparents, as fathers, as mothers? How can we reverse engineer our life around your story? That's what we're doing. So if you have your Bible, you can uh, turn it to Genesis 12 and just keep your, keep your place there. Uh, because before we get to Genesis 12, God has already set out on a global mission. He creates Adam and Eve. And, and in the garden, they worship him. They reflect his glory. And he says, I want you to fill the earth. I want you to be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth with people that worship me. Now, we know that Adam and Eve don't do that. But what I want you to see is that God has a plan for the globe even before sin. I used to think missions was just about depopulating hell, you know, just saving lost people. But God has a plan to fill the earth with his worship even before mankind falls, even before there's sin. It, it, before it was a rescue mission, it's always been a global mission. So missions is not a, it's not a response to man's need. But we know that man sins. God floods the earth. He starts over in chapter 9, Genesis, with another family that worships him. But he makes the same command to them. To be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. In other words, God wants worshipers to fill the earth. His plan wasn't a response to man's need. It wasn't derailed by man's sin either. And so at the Tower of Babel, we see that they did not fill the earth. They scattered together. So in response, God creates the nations. He creates 70 unique language groups and ethnicities in chapters 10 and 11. And in the very next chapter, God begins the most incredible story that's ever been told. He sets aside one nation 
out of all the others that will be his missionary nation. His missionary family to reach each of the others so that there are worshipers from every language, every tribe, every nation one day. And in the very next chapter, he starts this whole missionary family through one person. And we know him as Abram or Abraham. And in Genesis 12, this is, you know, one of the most important passages in Scripture. God turns to Abraham and says this. Leave your country, your people, and your father's household and go to the land that I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation. And I want to bless you. When God wants to bless you, say yes, okay? That's a good thing. And he says, I want to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. And we find out later in Galatians uh, that the blessing is justification. There's this salvation blessing that comes to Abraham. Now, the overflow of that, it's going to change culture. It's going to change, you know, uh, evil in the world. But he's saying this salvation blessing has come to you. But Abraham, it's not just for you. Look at verse two. I'm blessing you and you will be a blessing. In other words, you're just the pipeline that this salvation is going to channel through. You're just going to relay this message, this kingdom of God into the world. And then look at verse 3. I'm going to bless those who bless you. and I'm going to curse those who curse you. But don't miss this. This is the true north. This is the north star. Or if you live in Australia, it's the southern cross, all right? This is what drives the context of the whole story. And what I love is it's a promise. He says one day all nations on the earth will be blessed through you. Not most of them. You with me? Not some of them, but all the nations. And you know what I love about this mission of God beginning with a promise is that it's not based on us. It wasn't a response to man's need. It wasn't derailed by his sin. And it's not dependent on man's strength. This is God's mission, not ours. He's going to fulfill it. It's the most incredible story. And this is like the thesis statement. You know, if you're a college student, you remember what it's like to write a thesis statement? This is what God is getting ready to do and the rest of his story. And God is so serious about this that he reminds Abraham right before the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. God reminds Abraham again. Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? Seeing that Abraham is surely going to become a great and mighty nation. And there it is again. All the nations of the earth will be blessed in him. After he obeys and offers Isaac as a potential sacrifice. You know, just moving through Genesis. God repeats it again. And in fact, God this time swears by nothing greater. He swears by his own name. I have sworn, declares the Lord, I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars in the heaven and the sand of the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gates of your enemies. And in your offspring, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Do you think God's going to keep that promise? But see, he's doing this through a family. Abraham's just one person. God says, I'm going to bless all nations through more than just you, through your family. And so when Abraham is his son, Isaac, guess what? God makes the same promise to him. Isaac, your descendants will be like the stars of the sky. I'll give all these lands, but through your family, through your offspring, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Jacob, remember your father, Isaac? Remember your grandfather, Abraham? Welcome to the family. God repeats it to him. This is five times. We're not even out of Genesis. And God has promised five times Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth. You shall spread out to the west, the east, the north, and the south. And there it is again. All peoples on the earth will be blessed through you and through this missionary family. It's the family business. 
Missions is the family business. If you are in this family, if you're a part of the people of God, you get the mission. It's, it's like a relay, man. You know, and I, when I think of relay, I always think of uh, the Olympic torch. I mean, the Olympics is like the coolest relay race there is. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, Sochi, the Russians, man, they were trying to make it, you know, bigger than anybody. I think it went like 40,000 miles, the Olympic torch did around the world. Uh, uh, they set all kinds of new, you know, records. It went over the highest peak in Europe, uh, went to the bottom of the deepest lake in the world. Uh, the oldest guy ever, 102-year-old guy, I'm glad he's okay, he made it, uh, ran with the torch. Uh, they, two astronauts took it into space. You probably didn't know that. Uh, one guy caught himself on fire, but that was an accident, but it was still kind of cool, <laughs> noteworthy. All right. And man, the main thing about the Olympic torch is that you don't want to drop it, right? Because it is an incredible privilege, but it's an incredible responsibility. It makes people nervous. You don't want to drop the torch. But what an honor to be a part of that Olympic story. And God is saying, man, this gospel has come to you because it's on its way to somebody else. God is saying, this, this something, I'm doing something bigger than just you, bigger than one nation. This gospel has come to us, his people, because it's on its way to the ends of the earth. That's what drives the context of this entire story. And, and when we get to the end of Genesis, in fact, the last almost half of Genesis is about one person. And, and God is foreshadowing how this family is going to be a blessing to the other nations through the life of Joseph. And Joseph, in a lot of ways, is a prototype of Jesus. He's a prototype of the Christ. Think about it for a minute. You know, he gets betrayed by the people who are closest to him, right? He gets falsely accused. And what's awesome is, though, even though they were trying to kill him and get rid of him, God flips the story and he saves everybody at the end. God uses this event where Joseph is sold into slavery. The blessing of God is on his life so much it changes everything around him. He's elevated at every place he goes. So eventually he's not only interpreting the Pharaoh's dream, but he's given the Pharaoh counsel as to what to do to avoid the famine. You know, he's the number two guy. God looks down, saves not just Egypt, but look, it says, moreover, all the earth, See, God is doing something bigger than Israel. He's doing something bigger than even just saving Egypt. But it says that all the earth came to Egypt to buy grain because the famine was severe in all the world. Just like the resurrection. And God uses something and flips it for good. Flips it to save the world. That's why at the end of this story, Joseph says this to his brother. He says, don't be. God has meant it. Okay, while he figures that out, I'll just uh, ask some questions for you. But really the three parts of perspectives, um, there's three parts to it. You've got the, the live instructors, 15 different live instructors that come every single week and are experts. Um, we have international, national, and local, so it's a good mix of people. And then the other stool that I would say perspectives lean on is there's a perspectives reader, over 150 different 
um, authors. And this looks intimidating, so let me explain it. This is the textbook, and then this is the reader. There are three different levels to take the course at. There is a actual college credit level, which I would not recommend to anyone unless they're actually doing seminary. Um, it, you could do it, but they have like the whole term paper and all that. And then there's also what we call a certificate level, and and then there's also a key reading. So there's three different levels. So you're not going to read this whole textbook, but so there's the other stool, and then the last one is just the actual in-class participation and in-class discussions that we have. So the the three hours, the two hours and forty-five minutes is set up where you have a speaker who speaks for 55 minutes first and then he takes a break speaks another 55 minutes and that other class time is used for break time and then also just in-class discussions so um, those are the three parts of perspectives and one thing that I just want to pitch to you guys are we done with the video you think okay perfect the um, the opportunity that you guys have here at Glenwood um, is when I say the, the cost of the course base price is $250 and that's for 15 weeks, but really the partnership that Glenwood is making, the investment they're making combined with the, the early bird discounts, and the early bird discount expires November 13th, but if you as an individual want to take the $250 course, it'll cost you $100 because of the partnership that Glenwood is making as far as getting signed up online. And if you, we really promote a husband and wife to take it together because what happens, we've had some friends that take, and take the course and you know, it goes from 6.30 to 9.15, and let's say husband takes it and wife's in bed or whatever. Husband comes home and just starts, like, my wife calls it diarrhea of the mouth. She'll just start, like, vomiting out all these words and all this stuff that comes out. And what you're left is you're explaining what, you know, maybe what God's doing in your heart for 30 minutes. Then you're trying to tell everything. So we really, really, really encourage husbands and wives to take it together. Because of the discounts with a family member discount, it's $100 for an individual with the, all of the discounts and the scholarships. For a family to take it, it goes up to 150 So it's only $50 more, and it's a $500 course if you were to go out there and just pay base price for it. So all the discounts and everything over here on the side. Um, I just want to just take a moment. Does anybody have any questions? What are your thoughts or your fears, any of those barriers that we can just ask here in an open forum? And then also afterwards, we can go up here. Homework. There is, so the, if you do it at the key reading level, there is probably about, I'm going to say, three to four articles a week that you read. There is no out-of-class homework other than just a, they have um, five personal responses. How's the class? Just for completion. At the certificate level is where you actually do 20 questions a week and then you do homework that way. And then you'll have an integrative project at the end. And then at the, all the way at the the credit level that's where you have like the midterm the test and all that so there are all those different options so don't let the fear of like man i haven't done school in forever turn you away we encourage people to start at the certificate level just because the homework isn't really like a wow did you complete it did you not it's really about we it just really solidifies the reading that you're doing so any other questions that you guys have what are your fears It is daunting, and, and, you know, we're not trying, I'm personally, our church, we're not trying to recruit everybody in the sense of, you know, oh, you just got to do this, but exposing you to it. Uh, I've known about it for 30-plus years, ever since I started uh, training for ministry. Haven't had, hadn't had the opportunity to do it, and here it was in the Northland, and it was just time to do it. So, Bill Bowman, if you want to ask Bill from a, a layman's perspective on taking the course, and... Uh, 
as you know from our world outreach, it, it, it refreshed, impacted me. I learned things. A lot of it I already knew. A lot of it you will know, but you'll hear it from a different voice. And uh, and then you know there it's it's 15 weeks. It's daunting. I mean, but I, I was thanking Jesus at the end of it. <laughs> I was also praying that He'd get me through the final week. So it, it's it's a lot. Yes. But it, it, it but it was worth it. And I know there's several of you already thinking about doing it. Um, but if you do it with somebody, you know, there. I'll be teaching week four, so I'll be tracking with you. And because we do have some people going through it, uh, you can. Uh, we'll, we'll be getting together, and each week I'll send you out something because there's not everything uh, doctrinally that that is consistent with what we teach. But that's all right. It's none of it's like grossly unbiblical. It's just dotting eyes, crossing t's. They're in, in important areas, uh, and so we'll be able to dialogue and talk about that as a church. Okay, makes sense. But uh, you you will you will enjoy it. You know, yeah. It's just it's just very good, and you get exposure to people. I was impressed with almost all of this. I wouldn't say all, but many of the speakers were like uh, Brett in that they took this course, and it's what launched them into surrendering to mission. So many of the speakers are practitioners. They're missionaries, or like myself, mobilizers that are pastors. But they actually, this was their thing. Now, what was encouraging to me as a missions pastor here at our church was that uh, the first night they gave a, a test of here's 10 things that you're going to learn. And I leaned over to Bill and I said, Bill, you and I, we better be able to pass this. And we did. Uh, I think there was one question that, that, that I couldn't get. But in other words, it was all stuff that you've already been taught here at our church, but it's going to reinforce and you're going to hear a different voice and a different perspective. And you're going to get a perspective on yeah. it, and it will move you to action. So, yeah. anyway, very encouraging. And one of the other benefits, too, that once, and Chris has this option now, but once you take the course, if if there's another course that goes on in 2018, 2019, you're always able to come back as an alumni for free. So there are people that I know that always come back and say, man, I really like this speaker. I want to hear this again. Because, honestly, the first time you go through it, it's kind of like drinking through a fire hydrant. I mean, you're like, oh, this is a lot. And so there's some people that take three years to get their certificate if they want to do it at the certificate level. So um, just encourage you all just to go to go to the Lord in prayer and just say, Lord, is this where you're leading me? And really, like I said, it's a mobilization through education, definitely a transformation of the head. But where my heart and passion is, what are those next steps? You get to the end of week 15, and a lot of people have that feeling of, wow, I've reached the end. I've reached the end of the road. But what happens sometimes, those people, they just fall off the cliff. And so what we say is, hey, you've reached the end of the runway, and you're ready to go out. And you're ready to say, hey, I'm a mobilizer. I'm a welcomer. Where can I partner with God? Where is he leading me? So um, thank you for your time today, and I'll be up here. Like I said, definitely there is there is a pricing matrix that we put together. So if you're like, tell me I understand all the different costs. And so but thank you so much.